Welcome back to the Pillar Performance Podcast. This is Jada from Team Pillar, and today we're releasing a special episode. We were lucky enough to collaborate with Ryzen Apparel to bring forth an activation called the Fredissimo Lounge in Germany. We were in the company of brands such as Canyon, La Mazzocco, Hoka, and Morden. The intention was to showcase the evolution of Jan Fredino and how he has progressed to be the greatest triathlete of all time. We had the honor of doing a panel discussion with Morton, hosted by Dr. Sebastian Zeller, founder of the Triathlon Crew, to discuss the evolution of sports nutrition, in particular macronutrition through Morton and micronutrition through Pillar. Thank you, Ryzen, for having us. This is that discussion. Hope you enjoy. A warm welcome to this uh, panel talk today. Um, we are gathered here to dive into for me, I think you as well, the fascinating world of sports nutrition. We will explore the evolution of sport nutrition, mainly in the name of macronutrients, especially carbs for Martin, and then micronutrients with um, Charlie of Pilar. And of course the importance of it, of fueling, and uh, just to let you know, if you race tomorrow and you don't have a fueling strategy, you're a little bit late to the game, but we can help out. Um, yeah, but before, uh, without further ado, let us begin with the introduction. You guys can take a deep breath and think how to introduce yourself. Now I, I will start. Yeah. Um, so my name is Sebastian. I'm the head of the Triathlon Crew, uh, which is made more or less a YouTube channel, some Instagram work. And um, I'm a sports scientist and I have the privilege today to discuss a few topics today to interview those guys who I think are more uh, informed than me on some topic. And uh, so, Martin, you could yeah. take a breath, please. Yeah. And you forgot your really deep into coaching as well. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah my name is Walter. I'm looking after global sales at Porton. Um, I'm less of triathlete. My background is in long distance running, so that's where I have all of points uh, reviewing as well, uh, looking at the marathon distance. And actually, yeah, it's quite exciting to be here. Also exciting to see this beautiful weather. So looking forward for the race tomorrow. And again, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, so um, thanks, Sebastian. I am uh, Charlie Lawson. I'm the global head of sales for Pillar Performance. Uh, my athletic background, I was, a, um, I was an international swimmer, uh, long distance swimmer, first in the 1500. Um, and then sort of moved into the 10k marathon when that came around just before the Beijing Olympics. Um, unfortunately, didn't start on the Olympics, but um, uh, yeah, always been an endurance athlete. So, uh, most recently, being Ironman, yeah, an injury unfortunately that did me at uh, Ironman Florida a couple of years ago. Um, always worked with, with brands. So I've been in ad tech and um, creative marketing from an agency perspective, but um, it's, it's you know, been a pleasure to, to, to come into the pillar business. Um, and bring my love of endurance sports um, and really brands. Um, and yeah, we're really excited. We, we launched the business about two, year, two and a half years ago. Uh, we are our first sort of kind of concept in sports nutrition. Um, so we're excited to be able to have the opportunity. So thank you to everyone here for coming and giving us this platform to be able to share um, some education about what we do. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for the nice um, So I have got a few questions. Um, um, can you provide us more or less a deeper overview over the last decade or so in sports nutrition from a macronutrient point of view, especially carbohydrates? 
because when I think back, like 10 years ago, when I was like an animal professional athlete also, like maybe also, um, I had a lot of issues with nutrition. First of all, I didn't know how to do it, and when I thought I did it right, I had to do a lot of pit stops during the race or even throw up. Also. So maybe you can take a little bit there. Yeah, so if you, if you look back, Morton has not been around for that long, to do, first of all. So the, the Morton journey started in 2017. Uh, but if we look at professional racing, which was happening before, a lot of people didn't have that much of a focus on how many cups per hour do you push? What should it take on race day when it's warmer? What should it take uh, if it's colder? Does it have an influence? Uh, I remember being in St. George and uh, we were on a bus tour and Mark Allen was talking about nutrition. He was talking about how many pigs, pigs in, in, in English, fighting pigs, yeah. they were eating during the race. It was more metal about uh, eating dry fruit and bananas all the way. So I think that was the start that you look into the uh, evolution. Next were some more syrupy versions of uh, maltodextrin, which people were taking in to push more, sh more sugars through. But if you then also look into science, it clearly showed you that the maximum, if you roll with uh, the glucose um, on the energy level providers, you could push was 60 grams clear up because there are no receptors in the body that allow you to go higher or if you try it as you said there might be a pit stop in between because if you get too much sugar on the stomach it actually causes GI distress so uh, and then I think there were the first uh, the next steps was more how do I add fructose that uh, speaks for a different receptor which also helps you then to get to a higher intake. But yeah, if, if you look at, at 60 gram today, there are athletes pushing 150 or even higher per hour. Uh, that's a huge step. And if you think from a, a critical level, it just means you need, <coughs> you, if you want to push harder and race faster, you always need more fuel to keep that going. And the the classic wording of bonking just happens because you don't have enough energy. So if you constantly fuel, you won't have the yeah, experience of bonking. So I think that's where more and more of the shift is going to. And yeah, being being at the expo the last couple of days, it's 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 really good to have a lot of discussions that athletes are more and more prepared. And you can even ask them. So what are you planning for? How many grams per hour? Because then you can really just break it down on what do you need as your race fuel and what is already provided on the course. So there is clearly evolution and for me the next step will be that people understand more, I can train the gut. So if I do it in training, I can reach higher levels of uh, carb intake in the race and that's really important because this will lead to a better performance on race. Yeah, really important here is that you really have to train the gut. Please don't stop it. Then you have the problem again and again, so uh, please uh, progress.
Uh, and I think there's not another topic where we could increase the performance, so to say, by over 100%, so going from 60 to 150, like around 150%. I don't know any other topic in human sports where we have this evolution just in 10 years. Yeah, quite impressive. And then there's a, another world now, I think, uh, there has ever, well, there always was, but uh, the question is where have you been? Because I think um, you brought this topic back again and you do it differently, like more to do with um, high rates. So, but wait, before we dive deeper in micronutrients, um, can you explain to us what micronutrients actually are? And yeah, I mean, maybe you heard that, but I think we need more information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the, the best place to start about explaining what micronutrients are is to sort of you know, make very clear what macronutrients are. Uh, and macros are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Um, micros is, I guess, everything else. And one of the reasons why we, we call it that is because you need your macros with proteins, fats, and carbohydrates in higher volumes. And generally, we measure macros in grams, um, whereas we measure mi uh, micros in milligrams. Um, or micrograms. Um, and so um, micronutrition traditionally, I mean, we, we categorize it such as that, and, and that's pretty different from the traditional vitamin, which, you know, traditional pharmaceutical um, incumbents who have operated in our space before that, because um, generally what they've done is, so I guess maybe oversimplified the category, calling it the vitamin category. Now, the reason why we think that's not a simplification is because there are a lot of elements that comprises the micronutrition sort of spectrum. Of course, there are key vitamins that require vitamin C, the B family. Uh, there are also minerals like calcium and, and magnesium. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of other elements that have incredible properties that are great for, great for people in general, but incredibly important for in the pursuit of performance outcomes. And, those include things like the root family or, you know, curcumin, boswellia extract that have incredible anti-inflammatory properties. There's ingredients like our patented version, we're using a patented version of eggshell membrane, which has the most clinical studies to show its efficacy for joint cartilage repair and maintenance. Um, and then things like omega-3 fish oils, which, you know, DHA, incredible for brain function and, and heart function, and, and EPA, which you know, we actually use an inverse ratio of omega-3s in our products because, again, we don't formulate for general wellness. We are unapologetically focused on endurance athletes, which we think has been the missing piece of the puzzle, you know, to sort of tackle your question. Um, and so in that product, we've really pumped up the EPA content because we're focused on that anti-inflammatory property. So, yeah, I think my contrition better categorizes um, the, the traditional vitamin and mineral supplement category. One, because it's probably grammatically correct, because you just require them in microdoses, but also because we're endurance athletes, we think about sort of the key need states. And there's probably a couple of ways to look at it. Like we look at it as fueling, hydration, and micros. Um, and, you know, we've been, uh, we had a call recently with Malta and Olaf, and, you know, we've always, looks at Morton as a bit of a North Star because they are a science-led company that have pushed the innovation spectrum. You know, we're talking about the, the innovation of Pipeline over four decades when we were strapping real food to the top tubes of our, of our bars and look back to um, Mark Allen and uh, Dave Scott and, and that era, all the way, you know, fast forward and we looked at, I guess, Morton had innovated in terms of delivery system, but also in terms of the components of 
of, of, of fueling. And, and we, needed some, we needed things that were convenient to be able to train and race with. And now we have delivery systems like gels, and now we have the hydrogel. Um, and so we also take that science-led approach. We try and be innovative. But I think the main thing is that finally now, there is a brand in, uh, that is, you know, if you think about the traditional vitamin mineral category, the incumbents, I guess what they've done is they've looked at the total addressable market and they've said, you know, the buyer, the demographic of vitamins generally is mum, 55 years plus, buying for her and her husband and her family. And so the niche of endurance athletes is sport. It's just been too niche for them. We are on the other side of that. We are unapologetically focused on performance outcomes and formulating for the people in this room and the people like you. So, yeah, so that's kind of our story. That's um, that's what gets us up out of bed every day and it gets us quite up to um, help athletes. Our mission, if you think, uh, I think enough way of explaining it and, and the way we often talk about it, I'm sorry, Malta, again, we, we often use, uh, we often use Morton in this discussion because we have a lot of respect for Morton. We think it's the most innovative feeling brand. If you are using Morton, which you should be, to get you to the finish line, and the finish line means in a race, but also at the end of a training session, Pillar's mission is to help athletes get to the start line, feeling better, better recovered, with more energy, less sickness, and less injury. Um, that's our mission. That was a great pitch. <laughs> okay, um, so coming back to you, um, we, you already mentioned you flipped three times, I guess, but. Uh, I think over the time, and we see it on the photo from uh, of Jan with the gel uh, in front of his eye, right eye, um, Morton has gained significant uh, attention for their hydrogel-based carbohydrate products, as we see there, or also like the, the drink. Can you tell us uh, more about that and the um, technology behind it, maybe? Yeah, so if you, I think first and foremost it's important to understand hydrogel in general is an innovation or a system, a technology, and it's kind of misleading uh, in a way because I, I give you the gel and it's hydrogel. Yeah, but it has a gel component in it, so it's clear. Uh, but we also have the hydrogel technology in our drink mix. So, first of all, a hydrogel is pretty much uh, standard if you look in the in the medical side because what it does, it's it's a carrier system and it helps you to get medicals or in this what how we envision it carbs through your stomach to the intestine where they are needed because this is where they can deliver the energy to the fast. So in our case we use a neopolymer which is that hydrogel it's consisting of alginate and pectin and this really encapsulates the carbs. So when they hit the stomach where the pH is one and a half to two Correct two two and a half. Maybe, I don't know. So in, in, in that area, um, the the structure doesn't break down, and the stomach is not exposed to sugar. And going back to the history of sixty grams, and you want to push as much as possible. The the Germany would say Nadelöhr uh, bottleneck. The bottleneck is in the end always the stomach. So you want to to cover it up and move it into the test run where you have a higher pH and there the structure breaks open and releases the carbs and they can go into the bloodstream and in the end this is where you get the quickest uh, 
uh, part of the carbon, and then obviously using glucose and fructose to maximize it also had an impact. So in a nutshell, it's a carrier system which drives technology. If you buy one of the gels, you have it ready mixed. If you go for the drink mix, it reacts with the acidity of the stomach and it forms the gel. So if you would drink half a bottle and down in one, you won't have the, the effect of bumping around because it actually forms the gel and encapsulates the carbs right in your stomach. I think that's the big difference because everybody said in the beginning that we know gels out there, but I think the definition is <coughs> those products were zero. Um, and the, the definition of gel is that gel can hold itself. So otherwise, imagine uh, it would be zero, then it was, would be fluid in, in front of Jan's eye and it can't hold itself. Yeah. Uh, that's the definition of a gel from a chemistry point of view. Um, okay, and for you, Charlie, as well, the, the question. So maybe we look back in, in endurance uh, sports in the last 10 years. Which products have you seen there? Uh, which of them work? Which you already changed? And so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, look, I think um, the, the one ingredient that I think endurance athletes have always known about had benefits um, for performance, uh, a key part of, I guess, uh, the puzzle, is magnesium. Um, magnesium sits as part of the electrolyte family, um, but I guess where sodium and potassium, you know, you'd, be, you'd use in race, magnesium is part of the uh, it's, it's, it's one of the electrolytes that is, I guess, uh, calms the system down. Now, what we've done differently is, um, our, our triple magnesium is our hero product, is probably the first thing to say. Um, the thing that people forget sometimes, or again, just due to lack of innovation and, and therefore, you know, awareness and education, is that it really comes down to the form of magnesium. Um, there's three things at Pillar that we do differently. Um, it doesn't matter which product at Pillar you pick up, three things will always be true. Because we formulate according to sports science for performance outcomes, uh, we'll always be the highest potency product that you can find. Um, and that's become really important because as endurance athletes, we deplete our macros and our micros at a faster rate than the sedentary or non-active community. And therefore, and because a lot of those micros are water soluble, our body doesn't have the ability to store them. Um, and therefore, they need to be they need to be um, restored consistently. Um, magnesium is the most efficient mineral in humans in the world um, because, and even in modern diets, it's really difficult to get enough of them in modern diets. And so, if you look at the the rates, it's really high just in the non-active community. But when you're training for something like an Ironman, the insufficiency or deficiency rates go sky high. So there's a huge need state there. Our product has been formulated with three key um, ingredients, three forms of magnesium, because again, a lot of people are under the impression that magnesium is responsible for all these great things, better sleep, calmness, muscle recovery, reduction of cramps. But that's only true if you're using the right form of magnesium. So our, our one gets the name, it's called triple magnesium, it gets the name from the fact that we use three select forms of magnesium. The two real heroes that I want to talk about there is the glycinate, um, in parts of the world it's called glycinate dihydrate and uh, largely in the United States it's called bisglycinate. Bisglycinate magnesium um, is responsible for the calmness effect on the central nervous system. 
So you'll know now, topical, everyone's talking about matching the, the workload, matching the recovery to the workload so that we can do better at loading, loading the body, loading the system day after day, build fitness and build adaptation over time. So the recovery has to match the work. Part of that, and particularly for age groupers, is there's only so many hours in the day. And most of us don't have the, the, don't have the uh, luxury of, you know, like Jan and the crew, of being able to go have sleeps between training sessions and, and recover. We've got to go and work and we've got to raise a family. And uh, um, of course, Jan is also raising a family, but we've got full-time jobs. And so being able to optimize things like sleep, critically important because it's the quality that we're after. So the, how glycinate magnesium manifests itself besides that calmness is that it helps us link our sleep cycles better and therefore allows us to get more deep and REM sleep. What's incredible about our products is that for one of the first times, because we live in a world where everyone's walking around now as a, as a walking data field uh, with things like Aura, uh, Ring and, and Whoop bands, um, and even Garmin is that everyone has now got the data um, you know, um, readily available. And, um, and then obviously through things like social media, media that shareability. So what we're seeing now is we've got a, a lot of data out there, um, which we're going to be doing some work to inform future development of products as well. Um, but that product's showing about a 10 to 20% increase in deep and REM sleep. So sleep is a huge part that we're focused on. Um, the other part is, is our amino acid chelated magnesium. That word, um, Sebastian, you could probably talk about this uh, with more authority, but the word chelated means bonded. And it means that that form of magnesium is bonded or chelated to the amino acid protein. And therefore, it can go much deeper into the muscle where other forms of magnesium can't get to. And that is a key one for muscle recovery and cramps. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, to answer your question directly, like that's probably how we've we've innovated is we've just um, we've taken we've taken you know the products and, and looked up in ways to optimize them the last thing i'll say is that this is not something we talk about all the time but the true innovation of the triple magnesium is is the fact that we so magnesium in its raw form is actually incredibly sour and um, most brands historically because they're not formulating to the potency that we are they've been able to get away with flavoring it or masking the, the sounds of magnesium. Pillar, what we've done is because ours is such high potency, we would never be able to get away with it. And so what we actually did, we were the first brand that found a way to neutralize the sounds of raw magnesium. Um, and therefore we can block it. We don't then have to add a bunch of nasties and additives and sugars into our product. We can flavor it naturally. And um, that's probably the, like, you know, it's not a performance benefit, but it's an innovation that allows us to enjoy the product day in and day out so that we can consistently supplement with something that we vitally need. And as a small teaser here, uh, you are the first ones to hear that. We uh, will have video on our YouTube channel about the triple magnesium or magnesium itself uh, in two weeks' time, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, tomorrow in two weeks, <laughs> in German. Uh, okay, uh, back to you, Martin. Uh, so you had a little break. <laughs> um, we were look, we were talking about carbohydrates, especially for ultra endurance. Ironman is an ultra endurance event, but there are also high intensity sports out there. I don't know the Ingebrigtsen running 1500, 1000, whatever. Even cyclists, they are riding their bikes four hours, but then they had to hit this, the last climb. I think we saw that uh, last week in the Giro in the last time trial. 
So um, what else is out there that you could give us uh, of those um, yeah. So as, as you already experienced yourself, yeah. that you suffered on the bike yeah. to kind of bring it to life and, and show that it's actually working. Uh, we, we recently launched uh, Bikearth and it's important to say we, we didn't relaunch Bikearth in a way because Bikearth has been out there since the 80s and there are tons of papers that actually show it's working and Morton was never uh, afraid to say, oh look, now we have Bikearth. People will say, but that's not in, uh, a great innovation. What we looked into, again, say like, you can only push 60 grams to your stomach, and yeah, you're getting uh, problems with your stomach. We also looked into Bicarb in a, in a way where it's painful for the athlete, which usually is also the stomach. And we just found a way with a hydrogel solution to move the, the salt tablet through the stomach that they are getting to the intestine. So what Bicarb in the end then is able to do, and that's why it's working, is bringing down the pH of the blood. So it's it's not that Bicarb helps you bring down the lactoseed levels, as we've seen on your little exercise of the bike. You, you could even go higher and higher and higher, but you didn't feel like I'm just exploding and burning. So that's crucial to understand. Bicarb helps you to buffer away the pH of the blood. So it gives you a better recovery even after, or it allows you to have a, a different buffer capacity, take the swim, where people would go all in to go to the first uh, boat, 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 boat. Um, you probably would have high electricity silver without bicarb building up uh, a way higher acidity of the blood, which limits you then uh, going forward uh, to perform right on the bike or later in the run. So overall, we see that there will be benefits, not only for those which you mentioned from 400 till, let's say, the steeplechasers, which are 3,078 minutes, because you can already see Bikearth has been around in cycling for a long, long time, and these guys are really about, I take, I can suffer, and they were taking a lot of pills or the baking soda in a, a mixed up in, in water, and just, uh, yeah, forget about the pain it causes because it works, but now we made it even way easier and you don't have to suffer. So that's also, every time we look in at innovation for Morton, we want to give the best to the athletes. And we would not just bring out a product because, yeah, there is a <coughs> to hit. No, we are about solving problems and usually the biggest problem is always through the stomach and how you get things moving that they can really benefit the athletes. Yeah, and as you said, I think there will be a lot of pro athletes and also really ambitious age group athletes tomorrow on start line, which have loaded by car for the first 400 meters or 10, uh, 10 minutes of the race, because that's sometimes crucial if you're in the group, imagine, and then come out of the water in the first group and then you can stay in the group. 
uh, vice versa, you are out of the group and then you lose valuable time because there's always, I mean, we have to talk about that truly, there's always a draft benefit even if you are 50 meters behind someone. So um, I think there will be pro teams tomorrow who use it. Yeah. Um, Talking about magnesium requirements, so this was a question from myself, and I asked you that before, and your colleague, or your founder actually. Um, looking at different scenarios or um, surroundings, like training intensity or environment, like temperature, like today it's really hot here in Hamburg for Hamburg standards, I think. So I think, um, are there different requirements, or does it affect um, the need of magnesium? Yeah, I mean, the simple answer is absolutely. I mean, and sometimes it's not even environmental. It can be just, I guess, genetic. Um, so certainly, like, the requirements are different. The, the environmental factors are different. Um, how we approach it, essentially, is that, again, all of our, all of our formulating is done according to, to, to sports science. Um, and so we hit the, the upper echelon because that covers the baseline for you know, the highest needs. Now, the great thing is because when you use bioavailable uh, ingredients, that even if the requirement isn't there, like there's no adverse effect because the bioavailability factor, what that means is, it means the body knows what to do with it. It's bio, bioavailably ready. Um, and so your body understands what it is and therefore something like magnesium, uh, you absorb 90, sort of 95 to 97% of it, and it just goes into the system. The reason why I point that out is because it's really important not to use synthetic forms of the ingredients. So again, pointing the finger at the big farmer, you know, historically they have used uh, synthetic forms of the ingredients, and therefore the body only absorbs about 5% of it. That's the kind of thing that then can lead to GI distress, because at the end of the day, magnesium is a salt, it's an electrolyte leading into salt, and so therefore, it, if it doesn't get absorbed into the system, where does it sit? It sits in the gut, and what does salt do? Salt pulls water towards it, and that water ultimately has got to go somewhere. So, by using bioavailable ingredients, allows us to formulate for the highest need, and then everything from there, you know, it, it, it's covered. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. Like it's probably a little different to to macro requirements in terms of calculating exactly what you need based on the length of the race, based on you know your body weight and things like that. Um, micros is, is the thing that you use day in and day out. You know, you, you, you use Morton when you're training and when you're racing. Uh, you use Pillow every day. Um, micros is about the consistency. And yeah, so you use it on the, on the non-racing and the racing days too. And fun fact, if you use the triple magnesium for the first time to sleep better, you should hurry to the bed. <laughs> I fall asleep on the couch actually. <laughs> so, uh, like after half an hour. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's, I'll address that as well. It's a, it's a great point, and that's again, we always, you can take it just before you go to sleep and, and you'll still have a great night's sleep. But we, we say take it 20, 30 minutes before, even up to an hour before, because that calming effect on the central nervous system is fantastic. Now, I want to point out though, magnesium is just a bioavailable mineral, it's not like melatonin. It's not like a sleeping tablet, you know? So even if you've got an early flight or you've got a race in the morning, because it has, it's a full recovery formulation, and even if you get limited sleep, you're actually getting more quality sleep and you've got to wake up fresher. Unlike something like melatonin or a, a sleeping tablet where you better have eight hours, you better have an eight hour block to sleep, otherwise you're going to wake up groggy uh, and a bit out of sorts. 
but uh, fun fact, fun fact. Uh, jumping more into it, in the, or deeper into it, um, magnesium is actually a co-activator of yep. um, yes, serotonin and melatonin. Yeah, yes, yes. And, but I will show it in yeah. two weeks' time. Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, perfect. And, 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 and I mean, I guess I think the other way to point that out is that you can take the triple magnesium in the morning after your first session of the day. That's absolutely fine because again, it's not a sleeping aid in the sense of like a sleeping tablet. Uh, we just recommend taking it in the evening because you'll really maximize that sleep better. Um, now, I mean, um, we looked a lot, our, we took a deep look into the past and then the evolution over the last decade or so. But the real question is, triathletes are always the first responder, first mover, they want to have new stuff, right? Yeah. So, question for you too, what's next? What, uh, how bright is the future, so to say? <laughs> but do, do you have in the pocket uh, for this year, next year, whatever? I mean, you can't tell us maybe secret, but <laughs> I, I would have some ideas, actually. You can go first. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take another breath. <laughs> you take the lead. I want to see how much you divulge, and it might, uh, it might take me. <laughs> no, I, I think for us is that for, if we bring the product to the market, we really want to make sure it serves a purpose. So uh, the guys on the nutrition side that are leading this and really working with the athletes all the time to, to understand where the pain points, um, they help us to inform what they call it's a white spot, which we want to find. And we already identified uh, some, but on the testing side, we're not fully ready yet. Uh, we know that recovery is a big point for, for athletes and uh, we really just want to look into it deep enough and have it back by science that it makes sense uh, to look into um, and help them, yeah, the same like changing the game of fueling, changing the game of bike, or how can we change the game of helping athletes to recover better? That's sorry, I can't say no, 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 more, but, but it's, 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 it's too early to say in what exact uh, direction this will go. But I think I, I witnessed your philosophy, um, seeing how you developed the biocarp. So we have been to Gothenburg, um, um, I think a year ago or so, and we were really testing it then with the high, 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 really high performance athletes. And it took some time uh, when you really launched it. So yeah, it's not just talk, it's, it's real talk. Uh, yeah, so, um, we're approaching this uh, from two, uh, I guess, two, two angles. Uh, the first thing that we're doing that's really exciting is that we're, um, we're actually bringing in a new head of research uh, into the business. Um, I won't share names, but um, uh, he's a great athlete. Um, he has a <coughs> PhD in HRV and heart rate variability. Um, he's a coach. Um, and so that's going to be that's going to be a really great, I guess, um, linchpin moment for the business because it allows us to start conducting some proprietary research. Uh, two of the areas that um, I'll focus on, uh, you know, really topical um, uh, subject matter in the world of performance and nutritional endurance right now is um, sleep, um, and the other is inflammation. Obviously, they talk to our current need states that we formulate towards now, um, but. It will allow, you know, so that's one thing that we're doing. The other is to start in 2024, I think there'll be some exciting uh, partnerships with, with athletes 
um, that will allow us to do testing um, and, um, and research with our head of research and, and their teams to be able to, again, innovate for the future. Um, we don't want to be sort of stagnant and stand still. Uh, we're obviously still young and there's a lot of things that we need to do with our current range, but we know that there's a moment in the future that will then inform future product innovation as well. So, yeah, there's some things to look forward to. It's probably still early days. I mean, at the end of the day, we're only a slightly over two-year-old company. Um, there's a lot of work to do uh, as a business, more holistically as well. Um, and, you know, we really want to let this range sing. Now, we're in a position right now where the hero product of our range, Triple Magnesium, is really driving the business. We have some new pack formats that are coming out um, that are going to be great. We obviously, athletes are, you know, we've got a, a beautiful glass jar, but as beautiful it is, as premium as it, as it presents, and it offer, you know, obviously offers uh, challenges in terms of travel. So we've got a new travel pack coming out. Uh, the United States, um, they have some different requirements and um, <coughs> feet over there. So that's going to be exciting. And then um, uh, I think one thing that we really want to do is, you know, obviously there's a huge opportunity right now to make sure that athletes are sleeping better and recovering better with our problem magnesium, but also then to be able to drive this whole sports micronutrition category so that, you know, people understand that there are opportunities to uh, to optimize performance from a micro perspective, but also speak to the needs of energy, inflammation, uh, and immunity. I mean, when you look at the data, um, there are so many athletes that miss their goals because they just get sick. And if you miss, like if you look at the data, if you miss, and, and especially, you know, I'm sure you look at this all the time, if you miss key training blocks, or key parts of your training blocks, or you get sick right before the race, all that hard work, all that time investment, all that money investment, like can go out the, go out the window. And we just think that that's an incredibly crying shame because it's unnecessary to a large degree in many cases. And so for us, it's just about getting that, educate, you know, that message out there, education, and letting people have the knowledge to be able to, to optimize. Yeah, totally. I think the, the main driver for athletic performance is consistency and overall training volume. I yeah. mean, you have to put in the time the work uh, otherwise you won't reach and i'm totally with you i mean even those guys uh, times where a lot of athletes uh, miss out because of flu in a season or something like that it's a big issue and uh, yeah it's a really pain in the e uh, <laughs> whatever uh however, yeah uh, oh i have a question actually for more oh no uh, <laughs> <I was not. laughs> no it wasn't but um you know one of the things that when i was racing that i loved when they knew about morton was that that little moment and um, you know the night before racing and obviously I know you can't make your morning drink mix too early because you know basically doing like this experiment and I always found like it was a great way to take your mind off the nerves of the race by doing a little uh, science experiment making your your, your morning up in this 500 ball bottles and then transferring it into a 750 models and for bottle and doing it again and I just found it really like cathartic um, the question I want to ask you about that is what is it about the pH of water that can't be outside that, uh, that I guess breaks the, the hydrogel component? It's, it's not pH, it's a calcium, calcium content. So if it has 40, more than 40 yeah, yeah. then you have the challenge that the structure would not form, or the, the hydrogel would not form in the stomach. Yeah. So that's always a bit the changing. And, uh, 
Yeah, the, the, the best story around this was when we signed up for Berlin Marathon. Yeah. I was not involved. I was not involved in that. But, uh, my team, my uh, now colleagues, uh, signed up for Berlin Marathon and said, "Hey, we're gonna have trick mix. It's gonna be the only marathon in the world that has more trick mix, which is great because normally the runners don't have uh, bottle service, so they could fuel and drink normal gel." What they forgot is that Berlin water actually has very high calcium levels. So there was then uh, coming to the race, we ended up bringing water, water tanks, and we're talking about 35,000 people running the race, so they did a lot of water. Uh, I think over 30,000 liters of water from Denmark. And yeah, for a moment people also loved it, the fact that, wow, that's athlete service, but then we all said, that's not really sustainable, guys, to bring water from Denmark all the way to Berlin. Uh, but at the end, we also looked at it again through the lens of how can we serve better, and then we redeveloped the formula just for the Berlin water. So the drink mix you get in Berlin, it's a different one that you can now purchase. Wow, that's incredible! Wow, I didn't know that, but I, I, I knew about you know I knew about the rest that around, so I would always buy you know bottled water. So like yeah. all the Covitel, yeah. usually the, exactly. these are the ones. That you know, sometimes you just want to be like supernatural and stuff like that. And then I did a try a bikepacking trip last last year, and now we went to the mountains and a lot of rain and stuff like that. And we didn't find enough water without or with low uh, calcium uh, levels and also like natural um and yeah we found out even there the calcium of course concentration wasn't too so low so we had a lot of problems with it yeah, yeah. so uh, prepare that it is on every bottle i guess huh? yeah okay thanks guys thanks thank guys you. thanks Seth.